Welcome in, everybody, to the Power Option Podcast. Just running the damn ball from west to east. Back here again for week nine with my co-host, Garrett. How are you? Oh, man. Week nine was interesting and fun. Uh, it's the kind of the serious, starting to get to the serious part of the season. Um, you're really starting to set up for the end of the season. The CFP rankings came out yesterday. Oh, did that? Didn't even didn't even realize. Yeah, CFP this... rankings came out yesterday. Matter of fact, let's talk about them real quick. Yeah, yeah, this is good. This all I got them fresh. I'll be able to be as angry as I want to be. Yes, yeah, it's true. It's true. So here's the thing that everybody that listens to this podcast needs to remember. The most important thing you need to remember about these rankings. Two important things. One, it's too early for these rankings to exist. So they're going to be wrong. Even if they're right, they're going to be wrong. And two, the committee does not consistently use the same system every time they're picking teams. They'll pick one team over another team for one reason and change that reason over another time. So I urge you to take this as seriously as you want, but remembering that one, some of this is just going to shake out in the games. Two, this is the last time we have only four so you kind of got to enjoy that for its own thing. And three, the committee's not taking this very seriously, so you shouldn't either. That's, so there we go. Yeah, that's good. I'm, I'm, I was looking at it as you were saying it, and I was pissed off. And then you said that, and I was relieved of, of, of some of my anger. Yeah. So, but that, yeah. and that's a very yeah. good point. All right, let's start. With, I'm going go, to go bottom up. All right, so let's start at 25 is Air Force. Uh, 24 is Tulane. That's the most interesting thing about this ranking of anything that's interesting is these two teams are the teams that are challenging for the group of five New Year's Day Bowl. Yeah. And the top one of these teams, assuming that they went out and everything, obviously that's that's not an assumption you have to make, but the top one of these teams are going to be the team that's going to get a good matchup against a quality team. New Year's Six last year, Tulane came back and beat USC. And Tulane can do it again this year. Air Force, I think, is the best group of five team. But you can look at the resumes and you can see how well Tulane played against Ole Miss without their quarterback. And you can make an argument for either. And at this point, it doesn't necessarily matter. Yeah. Yeah, I think Uh, I'm okay. I feel I feel this similarly. I think Air Force probably deserves the nod a little bit more just because. But that's a lot of me being by seeing myself by liking the Mountain West just a little bit more than I like the American sure. at this point. So I think that that's a little weird, but it doesn't, yeah, it's pretty semantically, semantically. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not, it's, and again, this is so early, the right. possibility that both teams could lose one more or each team could lose one more is, is possible. So yeah. you can't, can't care too much. It's good to see both teams have made on the list. Yeah, seriously. Uh, then to round out the bottom stretch of this, you got Kansas State at 23, Oklahoma State at 22, Kansas at 21. So they got your Big 12 chunk right there. All three of those teams, good. Yes, uh, agreed. They, they, all of them salvaged the possibility of having a little icky season by having a loss that maybe they shouldn't have had. Mm-hmm. All three are good. Kansas State absolutely could win the Big 12. Same as Oklahoma State and same as Kansas, quite honestly. Yeah, definitely. All dangerous to the top guys in the Big 12. Yeah, dangerous, good football teams. Oklahoma State and Kansas State, very physical. Oklahoma runs the ball really well. Kansas has had a backup quarterback that's, you know, Bean has played a lot. Kansas good, can beat anybody great. Um, so then we now we hit the Pac-12 chunk of the block with number 20 USC, number 19 UCLA, and number 18 Utah. 
again, another chunk of teams that they have some issues somewhere um, that probably keeps them from being able to win the Pac-12. Now, if this was a a 12-team playoff scenario, these are definitely teams that are going to be scrambling for those basically last uh, seven spots. Yeah. Yeah, we're into that. <clears throat> we're into that chunk of, of like it would be a real serious thing, and <clears throat> because that's three Pac-12 schools, that makes things a lot more, a little bit more uncomfortable, I think, overall. And that'd be interesting, obviously, next year when hopefully we're in a scenario where we see big chunks of of teams like this um, again, where they're going to have to do some picking as we get through the year. But this is weird. I will also say, if if for some reason. 23, 22, and 21 were USC, UCLA, and Utah, and 2019 and 18 were Kansas, Oklahoma State, and Kansas State. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Like, any variation of those six teams basically makes sense to me. Yeah, it, it doesn't – at this stage, it doesn't – these ones don't matter that much, especially in a four-team. Right. These are just rankings to be rankings. It's right? True, true, true. None, but I think that's a good None chart. of these teams probably – none of these teams were probably in a shape where – no matter what they do for the rest of the season, they can make the playoff. They probably just can't. I think so you're right. It's fine, right? Yeah. Uh, all right, let's see. We've got 17 is Tennessee, 16 is Oregon State, 15 is Notre Dame, 14 is LSU, and 13 is Louisville. I'm going to cut off at 12 because I think that's where a more interesting point is to really talk about. It's another fine group of teams. Louisville absolutely has a possibility of getting to the top four if they went out. LSU, probably not... Um, on that level, same with Notre Dame. They're probably in those teams that are just out. They're, they're quality, but the resume is just not going to be enough. Same with Oregon State, likely. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, they're they're probably just too far away. Notre Dame. Notre Dame is the is maybe the weirdest. Well, they're a two loss, so now that they're they're probably out. Yeah, too. Like, exactly. They get the Notre yeah, Dame love, but that's that's probably too big of a hill to climb. Yeah, Louisville, Louisville, yeah. and the ACC in general is just still quite a bit of a mix up. So yeah, I think any like we you know they could get Florida State. I think they still play them. Yes, they must. Um, and so yeah, yeah, this is a good like yeah they could do anything, but the rest of them you know from fourteen to seventeen like that's all. It's all fine. Like I'm okay with it. If if you if if they were further back or whatever, again, it doesn't matter. at this point, but this this group could be mixed up even with the previous group, and I would be okay with it. I I could I could see you know teams getting up ahead of them or whatever. So I think this is a fine. I think this is a fine middle-ish sex in Louisville, though. I think is the Louisville is, is the best of them too. Is the best of this group. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and they're the they're the one. they I think the first one that you can say legitimately has a shot at playing in the playoffs because they went out. They'll have some a good win. They have a Miami win, and then they'll play uh, Florida State in the championship game. Uh, mm-hmm. Assuming and they beat Florida State, all of a sudden they have a really good conversation. Yeah, honestly, um, that's a great resume. That's so. a really great resume if they do it. Duke, Duke, Notre wins against Duke and Notre Dame and Florida State. If that happens, and Miami, at, uh, like at my, you know, I have to go into Miami to do that. Yeah, there's a bunch of great wins right there. Yeah. All right. So now we go to twelve. Twelve is Missouri. Missouri's worth a note again because they play. They play Georgia coming up. Another team that if they win out, we probably make the playoff because that means a Georgia win and then an, a win against Alabama, perhaps, in the conference championship game. Missouri still got everything to play for 
here if they can beat Georgia. Yeah, that would be. I think we'll we learn we'll learn a lot, and, and this this is also what I feel like was missed again. Again, this one doesn't matter with the with the top four. Um, it's very interesting to me, but I think the Missouri Georgia game is going to be like. We'll find out what Georgia really is. We'll find out if Mizzou, We'll find out what what really both of these teams are. Yeah, I, it's Missouri's tricky, right? Because they lost. They gave up forty nine points to LSU, right? So, but they scored thirty nine. Yeah, but they only lost by. They 10. did. They did. Yeah, they only lost by ten. But that's that's going to be one of the harder ones. Is a comparative. Well, I don't know. You you have a win against Georgia and your loss against LSU. It's fine. Yeah, they yeah. they make the playoff if they win. I think I mean, so. Too. I should I shouldn't even act like that's not true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they'll be fine. So, uh, yeah, they'll be fine. Uh, you got a number eleven Penn State. So. Penn State's got that loss against Ohio State, but they still got Michigan to play. Mm -hmm. A win against Michigan and win out, um, which means they have to beat Michigan twice, maybe? They have to beat one of those teams twice, potentially? Yeah, yeah, because they're Uh, on the opposite side. No, they're on the same side. They're on the same side as Ohio State. So, no, they have to, I guess it would be a tie. So, no, they'll be playing, and Uh, then they'll they'll play probably, uh, we'll just make a, quick guess here. They'll play probably Iowa or Minnesota. They won't get a great conference championship opponent theoretically, but they they'll they'll be in the playoff. Yeah, yeah, cuz be cuz that resume. Uh, yeah, if they be if they only it, lost to Ohio it, it's, State. Maybe it's tricky, right? If Ohio State if Ohio State's undefeated, Penn State beats Michigan. Um so Michigan ends up with two losses, then uh Maybe they don't, right? Then it can get a lot log jammy, but they still have a shot. They still have a shot. Yeah. Just things have to mix up. Yeah, I think the, whatever happens on the whatever the championship game would be would be a big deal. But but to lose to Ohio State non championship game and then potentially well, I guess and beat Michigan and win the Big Ten like that's a that's a pretty good. Yeah, it'll be big. It'll be pretty big. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, all right, we've got uh, your favorite team on here, Ole Miss at number ten. Oh, Lane uh, Kiffin, fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> Ole Miss absolutely has an opportunity to play. Um, I mean, they're they're gonna have to do the thing, which means they got to beat Georgia. They travel to Georgia. They got to beat Georgia, even if Georgia happens to lose and they beat a two-loss Georgia. Their loss to Alabama isn't great, but it's not gonna kill them if the other things shake out. It'll be tricky. There'll be a tricky spot to to pick if they. You know, winning out, but I think they got a decent shot at. Well, but the I think the most interesting part about it is if they they are gonna play Georgia, who's the opposite side of the SEC. So they play Georgia. They let's say they win them. They could they can't they if Alabama wins out, that means they can't play for the the conference title. But they beat the number two team, and then let's say hypothetically Alabama beats beach georgia in the sec championship game like that is going to be a mix-up of of a situation yeah i i don't think i don't i think of alabama i think if georgia and alabama make the conference championship game i don't think it matters what ole miss does i think I, if ole miss isn't one of those two teams it means that, that, that alabama one or both of those them. teams will be ahead of yeah, them all yeah right. yeah that's fair yeah. that's fair yeah i think that's probably true so uh we've got number nine oklahoma Oklahoma might have the worst loss for everybody. I think so. Um, but that means, but they still might have two wins against Texas uh, <laughs> if they went out. Which That's just so funny. Puts them, 
on yeah i mean but kansas that is not be a hard loss one. no i mean they're, they're losses to kansas which is of, yeah, okay maybe it, maybe of this maybe of this of the top 10 of the top right, 12 yeah. even maybe that is the worst loss but i mean kansas is gonna kansas is like you said they're it's a solid team so they could oh, end yeah. their season very well and i also i know that you didn't get to these two teams but i want to i want to add them now because i think it's appropriate the number eight team is alabama and the number seven team is texas and by and large, I think seven, eight, nine are they're the same team. Like, I, I could say I can understand why somebody Texas fans, Oklahoma fans, Alabama fans want to say why their team is a little bit better. Um, Alabama's defense is a very Alabamian defense this year. I mean, it's not the best ever. But Offense it's still is coming good. along. Offense, okay. Milrow is yeah. getting some time. We'll figure it out. You know, Oklahoma has been yeah. a bit Come of a along. surprise to me. I didn't think they were going to be as good as they were. They've been this year, and they're, they're very good. Obviously, they got the Texas win, which is huge. And then Texas, his only loss is to this Oklahoma team, and Texas has been better, obviously, for a bunch of reasons. So I, I really think this group, this is a solid group of of. Any one of them could potentially be in the playoff, depending on how the top six shake out. Um, but right. I could also see all three of them losing silly in ways that they shouldn't and be so, like, kerfuffled that nobody gets them. I think because of Alabama's win against Texas, I think an, an Alabama winning out means they beat probably Georgia or Missouri. That sounds crazy. Um, depending don't on how it shakes out. I, I, don't, I don't think it does, mind you. I'm just saying, I think of the path of, of those teams, I think Alabama has the best loss and would have the best set of wins if it came to a tie break there. That's yeah. all. Yeah. That's all I think. All right. I see. Um, we talked about Texas. Texas is going to have to win the rematch against Oklahoma, not drop a set. If they do that, they'll be fine. They'll, yep. they'll, I mean, they'll, they'll be in competition. It's not going to be easy. They're going to have to jump somebody or get a vote over somebody because of the two teams we're talking about coming up. But, uh, but they'll, they'll certainly have the argument. And they'll be one. I think they're going to be one of the first ones if it shakes out to be in a real argument stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just going to preface with the next six, with the final six teams, just by saying that you're right. It doesn't matter. But I am, I'm very. In, uh, I'm very shocked at how all of this worked out. Not that any of these teams don't deserve to be somewhere within the six, but it was just an interesting mix of the six as we get to them. Yeah, I don't, I don't really have a problem with the way the six sorted out, and we'll kind of get to them as we go. But, but here we go. We got five and six. The nice thing about your situation with five and six is the same thing that you've kind of got the situation between one and three, kind of right. It, as long as the Ohio State Michigan winner wins out, right, then they're fine. Right. Ohio State Michigan winner is bet. in. Yeah, they win out. I mean, 100%, 100%. obviously, right? The Ohio State Michigan loser can't play in the conference championship game. However, if some weird things happen, absolutely they're going to have an opportunity to get both teams in, right? They're the conference that has the most the most chance right now to get both teams in. Yes. Okay. Because they're not going to play a rematch. Right. Okay? And they're already highly ranked as well. Like they're already so they're high already that, up. The, yeah, right. that the loss of the loss to one of the other ones is like a loss to one of the best in the country. It's not that big of a deal. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So you got Washington, you got Oregon. Washington won the head to head matchup. I think that most people think Oregon is probably the better team and Washington won a coin flip game. Now, I don't, 
I, I guess I think that's true right now, but I absolutely don't think that there, I think that there's absolutely a possibility that Washington plays Oregon again and Washington wins again. Yeah. Like, I think that's a possibility, right? As close as Washington's games have been, I still don't, still can't sit here and confidently say Washington's going to lose. No. They haven't looked great, but they're still better than everybody they faced and everybody in the conference except maybe Oregon. Yeah. So I think, the, obviously, there's some trips. Wazoo's not going to be a sleeper game in the, no, in the big Cup, rivalry Apple game. No, Apple Cup's going to be tough. Right. Yeah, there's no jokes here. But Oregon is the most complete team in the Pac-12, I believe. I would agree. The team that best defensively has the ability to shut down another team. Yeah. And that win in Salt Lake that I know we'll get to is a is a big deal. Uh, they yeah. pushed around a team that doesn't get pushed around. Yeah. They just bodied a team that doesn't get bodied. Yeah. Offensive struggles, there it is. That defense still had to step up on the field, and they got punched in the mouth. Yeah, it, so, was, it was rough. Oregon is an impressive road win there. So you've got those two teams. I think what's going to happen is, is assuming they both went out, the team that wins the Pac-12 championship game makes it to the playoff. If Washington's the team that loses that game, they've got a shot, but I tend to believe that a bunch of other one-loss teams are going to move ahead of them, is what I think. Yeah, that would be... Uh, yeah, there. It's just it, it's gonna be so it's gonna be so weird between them and and the and the top four, like how right. everything shakes out. Because I think I I would like I would like to say the Pac-12 winner, um, you know, gets in because Ohio, Ohio State or Michigan have have had lost at that point. Um, so there's probably a free spot that is a little bit more deserving because it's a championship loss versus we didn't even get to play for it. Um, right. And so that's the thing. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, I look. I talked all the trash on Bo Nix in Oregon in the beginning of the year, but I, <laughs> but I, I have uh, I bit my tongue from now on, and and I believe Oregon is. Yeah, they're they're a they're a put together team. Washington is a little shaky, but but I think what'll happen on the Pac-12 team. I think the difference the difference maker for whoever's going to win the Pac-12 championship is is that that very weird football statistic that we can't quantify but is necessary. Are you good enough today? And whoever can oh, answer yeah, that question is going to be the team that is going to get it done. And then it'll be for the votes to decide and all the mix-up. But between that, between the Pac-12 championship and the ACC championship and the Big Ten championship, honestly, all the championship games, maybe the SEC championship game doesn't matter, but all the other ones are huge. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the SEC championship is going to be – the SEC championship – kind of doesn't matter, right? right. It kind of de depends on who's on the other side, right? But yes, it certainly has a possibility of not mattering. Um, At least but it has less. kind of the possibility of not mattering the same that the Big Ten championship. Right, is right. That's going to be Iowa or Minnesota. And it will be extremely outclassed by Whoever. either Ohio State or Michigan or Penn State. If it kind of turns into a big three-way tiebreaker, Right, like any of those teams are considerably better than any team on the other side of the yeah, program. yeah, Conference. yeah. That's true. So, but uh, ACC, Pac-10, Pac-12 is going to be, is definitely going to be a mix-up. Who knows? I don't, I, I don't know about Florida State, who is the number four spot. I, I, I like them a lot. I really enjoy watching Florida State play. I think they got a good squad. Uh, but the ACC is, is not. It's not an easy. It's not an easy win for them. Like it's not. A, oh, we're going to roll into the championship game and just get it done because the ACC is is uh, is put together this year. Yeah, I, I don't, 
I don't know. That's the funny thing about the situation that Florida State's put me in, is I don't know. Here's the thing. They're a good football team. Top 25 in adjusted offensive EPA and adjusted defensive EPA. They're they're sound. They play decent. They play good defense, good offense. Um, they've got playmakers and can ratchet it up anytime. They've looked a little shaky as well, but... Who hasn't? Right. You know, at this point, they're top ten in explosiveness and offense. They have the ability to turn to flip a game anytime. I, I think they're going to be fine, um, but obviously, if you're looking at these four, they're four, and I think they're a fine four. I think, I think they're, they're a, a coin flip between them and Washington. Yeah. But Washington's had a couple down weeks, right? Yeah. Um, I'd 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 put Oregon over them if you just told me which teams would win. I think Oregon beats Florida State on a neutral field I, five times I, out of six. I, I think so. I think Bo, I think I think the Bonix factor <laughs> that I that I talked about I think is is probably the difference in that game. Too. Yeah. Yep. 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 And. Uh, uh, so then we go to the teams we've talked about. Three is Michigan, two is Georgia, one is Ohio State. Obviously, those teams went out. They have no problem, right? Yeah. Uh, Ohio State and Michigan. Ohio State and Michigan can absorb a loss. Yeah, um, if it's to one another. Yeah, it can absorb a loss to one another. Uh, what Michigan's got to worry about at this point that Penn State also has to worry about is they got to play both. Right. right. Penn State's already got their one L, you know, and Ohio State's got the one W. Like, Ohio State's in the lead specifically because we beat Penn State, which is why Ohio State's number one. I've had some people being, like, concerned about it. I'm like, no, unfortunately, because the ranking people don't do a great job of explaining or deciding, this time they said, listen, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, honestly, are all the same team, let's pretend. Yeah. And so the resume says Ohio State's beaten the best team of yeah. all of them in beating Penn State. Yeah, right? yeah. Which, and that makes sense. Fair. Yeah, yeah. If I that's, think that's fair. Yeah, if that's, what, if that's how the thinking came, I'm, I totally – like, that's fine. Like, there's no yeah. – at this point, realistically, between these top four, there isn't really a difference. I've, I've, we, at least we have yet to see one. The Michigan yeah. Michigan is, has, hasn't only had one team up put more than seven points up on them. Um, and yeah. it just basically but they played nobody. The but they played yeah, you know scrubs I mean? as compared. Michigan's so, played nobody. Yeah, and basically right. the same thing with Georgia, Florida State, and Ohio State are are good. I think good. I think we can say that they're good. They've had a little bit more of a test um, so far. But yeah, it's just yeah, they're all four the same. So I, I think yeah. I'm happy that you prefaced that whole conversation by it doesn't matter because it doesn't. It's so early. They're not thinking about it. There's going to be a bunch of stuff that we can be mad about as we get closer. Well, that I can be at least I'm mad about it as we get closer um, to to like you know bowl season and everything that's going on but i I, i'm just happy it's nice we're it's nice we're getting the rankings you you are also right about this is it's kind of weird that this is the last four team playoff which i I am thankful that is going away but similar to the disappearance of the bcs there's a little bit of a nostalgia there that i'm i'm sure i'm a little you know a little warm to so um, it's it's nice. I'm excited that we're here at this part of the season, even though that means college football is almost over. But it's it's cool. So it's and we have a hell of a year, yeah. a hell of a mix up of things. So. Yeah, yeah. I think see, and this is what the problem. The one thing I'll say is this is the problem with the rankings. Ohio State's number one, not necessarily I think because the voters think they're better than Georgia and Michigan, but because of their 
their strength of their schedule. Florida State should also probably be over Michigan because of the strength of their I schedule. So they beat LSU and they've beaten Duke. Yep. But Both in better. that case, they said, you know, Michigan's a better football team, which I don't think is wrong, but it's just interesting yeah. that they made that decision there when they didn't have to. Because yeah. here's the thing. They don't have to. Michigan plays <laughs> Michigan plays Penn State and Ohio State. Michigan has every opportunity. They can move Michigan right up to number one after Thanksgiving because they play Ohio State after playing Penn State. Right. They can just clean their hands of it. So it's easy to make them four instead of making them three. But they made them three. And again, doesn't matter. Right. It's not worth being too concerned about. But it is... Interesting to note because now that's yeah. where the rankings flip. The rankings now flip to become the the CFB rankings instead of the top twenty, instead of the AP rankings. So that's good to know. Right, right. Uh, all right. So shall we get into the week that was week nine? Week nine. God, it was a good week. It's a good week. Solid week. Uh, we start with the uh, non Saturday games. Of which we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven non-Saturday games. Uh, I'll go through them real quick. There's a couple that are note, but I just want to rattle them off here. Um, New Mexico State gets to six wins, winning on the road against Louisiana Tech. Liberty gets to eight wins, winning on the road against Western Kentucky. Uh, if that was a 42-29, to 29, New Mexico won by a field goal. Jacksonville State gets to seven wins. That doesn't do anything for them, but they get to seven wins, beating FIU on the road 41-16. to 16. UTEP gets their third win against Sam Houston, which has not gotten a win. UTEP 37, Sam Houston 34. Syracuse loses to Virginia Tech 38-10, to 10, which is kind of a loss. It's got people a little frustrated in Syracuse. Um, and then we've got... Georgia State versus Georgia Southern in the rivalry called New Hate. Uh, Georgia Southern wins at home 44-27. to um, Funny thing about that rivalry hate is that Georgia-Georgia Tech's uh, rivalry game is called Good, Clean, Old Fashioned Hate. So they had to do a little different Georgia hate on that rivalry game, which made me laugh. Yeah, and finally, Florida Atlantic beat uh, Charlotte 38-16 to on the road to get to four wins. So there we go. That was the non-Saturday schedule. Yeah, nothing you know, nothing too um, crazy here. Sam Houston is still over, which is... Both sad and exciting to see if they're gonna if they're gonna go completely. Sure. For my Yukon Huskies are, you know, vacated that that spot quite a quite a, yep. a couple of weeks ago. So that's just just I don't know upsetting or whatever. Um, and then New Mexico State, man, I didn't. I, if you had told if you had said to me at any point in my college football career that I would have cared about anything New Mexico related at all, I'd have been shocked. Mm-hmm. But I've been kind of following along with this New Mexico State stuff. Like, you know, this was a nice little pop in game. You know, it was uh, on the twenty fourth, like easy to. I was just I was just sitting around anyway, so I was like, oh, well, you know, pop in and see what's going on. And it wasn't it wasn't uh, the most uh, riveting football the whole time, but it was still fun. So just kind of interesting that I care about New Mexico State as much as I care about New Mexico. State. Yeah, and then everybody else is, yeah, it was just kind of a, a early week game, a little nothing too crazy. Liberty's 8-0, which is also kind of cool, but it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, nice little yeah, pre- I mean, it matters. Pre- like, they're, they're, they're also competing for the New Year's Six Oh, I thought they couldn't uh, play games, bowls. They, so. This year they can't. Nope, they're good. Oh, all right. Yeah, they're, well, they're then, good. Yeah, they just, all they did was move. <clears throat> so they already done their, their time. All they did was just move into Conference USA oh, okay. for being a... Non-conference. So yeah, they're in. They're in the race. Cool. Well, yeah. Then that mixes up the the Tulane Air Force situation too, because they're, absolutely they're right there. Yep. 
Um, I know New Mexico State uh, had a uh, .13 EPA, and they ran the ball 67% of the time. They, they run the rock. Um, I think that's one of the reasons that they've been able to win is that they've run the rock you know, successfully. If you can do that regularly, um, amazing. They're 11th in the country in total EPA when running the football. Uh, which uh, we like to see. Yeah, and I think like that's here. I think that's all Diego Pavia. He's their quarterback, but I think he's 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 their rush. He's their number one rusher, and and obviously they're throwing the ball. Seventeen touchdowns passing, five touchdowns rushing, six hundred ninety-three yeah. total yards um, rushing. So he's uh, they got yep. they got him, and then a couple other guys: Star Thomas, Jamoni Jones. They're or and I'm um, sorry, not Jamoni Jones, uh, Monte Watkins. Um, all running the ball. They have three runners in one of their quarterbacks. So yeah, I think this is obvious showing yeah. why they're why they're winning in, in the games that they're winning like they have some dangerous guys on their t- on their team yeah great well-built program um and fun to watch go to mexico uh the game wasn't particularly great on the epa side not particularly efficient but georgia state's win against georgia southern is a big big sunbelt win or georgia southern's win against georgia state is a big big uh a conference win, a big rivalry win. They scored a lot of points. Good for them. They didn't do it particularly efficiently, but they did it, and they they won the game. And Georgia Southern, quality football team. Yeah, having a great time, and it's unfortunate they're not gonna. Well, oh, they and they can because James Madison can't. Very interesting. James Madison yeah, can't play yeah. for the conference, so they're effectively number one yep. on that side of the on the they're inside of the number one. Sun Belt. So yep. yeah, big time. And some good new hate, good old fashioned new hate. Yep. Yeah, which is awesome. So, uh, all right, let's talk about Saturday. We'll start with a quick note. I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on it because Wake is in a downfall. But Florida State, 41, Wake 16, solid road win. You take care of a team you're supposed to take care of at the level you're supposed to take care of. Yeah, yeah it was it was good, good business by Florida State. They're showing that's a that's a win showing why they should be in the spot yeah. that they're at. They did everything they did. Exactly. For, Wake is not. not doing well but they're not no. it's not they're not totally off base so the fact that they you know sure. like Florida State didn't give up a bunch of points like a ton of points and, and got things done is good Jordan Travis 22 for 35 359 yards passing three touchdowns was sacked once and so he was the real difference maker for sure yeah, they had .25 EPA. They were in the, basically the 75th and higher percentile in most offensive stats. They dominated Wake Forest, which is what they're supposed to do. So yep. great. Uh, the early upset, the Kansas Jayhawks, 38. Uh, Oklahoma Sooners, 33. Kansas wins at home. Their first win against Oklahoma since 1999, I believe. Wow. I was not um, expecting that stat. Yeah, uh, huge. Just an absolute huge win. That's their sixth win. It puts them in a possibility to play in the conference title game. It just was great. I just am so excited for them. Yeah, man, Jason Bean. He it was last year. He got to, he, he had to come in because uh, whatever. I can't remember who their main quarterback is. that got hurt. Yeah, uh, yeah, because he, he's hurt a lot. Oh, he's uh, hurt Daniels, most of the time. Jaden yeah, Daniels. Jaden Daniels. Yeah, exactly. And so I've, over the last two years, I've watched quite a bit of Jason Bean throw the football back and around. And he's you know he's obviously not one of the best quarterbacks in the nation, but he's getting things done for Kansas. Um, and he's helping he's helping them along in, in a time when they when they have a guy who's who's probably a lot better talent wise. So um, good to, yeah. good for them. Um, yeah, but honestly, the stat the stat line wasn't incredibly shocking from their from the Kansas side. I mean. 
Bean had 218 yards passing, but no touchdowns and threw two interceptions. And then nobody, oh, Devin Neal did did rush for 116 yards and a touchdown. So he was a little lower on my list than I thought. But so they did yeah. have one guy. Highshaw ran for 75, Bean rushed for 62, yeah. and Neal rushed for 116. Yeah. That's basically how they kind of pulled it off. Right, right. Which is what you got to do. It out. Yeah. And Oklahoma's defense was Big 12 level. So there you go. Yeah, right. Yep, so yeah, just a huge win. It shakes things up quite a bit. That loss for Oklahoma is, uh, it's not, like like you mentioned, not Kansas is bad. It's just, like I say, like the worst loss for the one loss, right. I think, um, at this point. Right. So, uh, Penn State, it's kind, it was kind of close at home against Indiana, 33-24, but they're fine, as fine as they'll be. They still got everything to play for. When they play Michigan, and uh, they're not—I don't think they're good. At, they're as good as Michigan or Ohio State, and they shouldn't win that game, but they, they could. Yeah, at at home, it's a 10 a.m. game against Michigan. Um, it, you know, and they're gonna have—they're gonna have probably a whiteout or something. It's gonna be rocking in there, so it's not—it's oh, yeah. not oh, an absolutely. easy place to, for anybody to go in when you got a hundred. Nope. You got a hundred and ten plus yelling at you. Um, there at State College, so that's going to be interesting. But yeah, I just it didn't, you know, this is not. It, the, I would feel way more confident about Penn State if, or if Indiana had put up like fourteen only or something. But the fact that it was twenty four thirty three in any, and no matter what happened as the game with it, it just sketches me out, you know, and it makes me think that Michigan is going to go in and, and just real really wipe the floor. Yeah, they will. The Penn State offense sucks. It's, that's the bottom line. Is Penn State it's, offense isn't very good. Yes, yes. Thank you. Um, and that's going to probably be their downfall. It's Definitely. just not very good. So. Uh, all right, let's see. Um, let's move to Kansas State, 41, Houston, 0. Kansas State, also another team that's like, don't sleep on us. We're here. We only got one loss in the conference. We play big boy football all the time, and they played big boy football all over Houston. Yeah, which, I mean, Houston's not, they're not, it's not a normal Houston year um, by nope. any means, but Kansas State really was like, hey, uh, bye. Like I don't know what you guys thought you were gonna do, but you're you're not doing anything here. Nice little goose egg for the Kansas State defense. And yeah, I mean you yep. got a loss to Missouri at the time seemed bad, but no longer does. And then you got a loss. No to, longer does. Right. And then you got a loss to Oklahoma State, which another great, not a bad loss by by any means at this point. So they got Texas coming up um, this weekend and Kansas in the. I don't know what that rivalry is called. Uh, oh, it's know. the. Oh, it's the. Well, why, oh, crap, I need and look. then they finish off the, the, the they finished off the season with Iowa State, so they gotta they gotta run. Yeah, that they, if they win all those games, like man, things things get shaky. Um, for, for the some Sunflower stuff. Showdown. Wow, I could not for the Sunflower State. I could not. Oh, well, there you go. All right, that's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could not. Yeah, have, yeah, I was yeah. not expecting. But. Nope, would not recall that to save my life. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, SMU gets their sixth win, 69-10 to against Tulsa. SMU undefeated in the American. They're still... They're still there. Yeah. Right? Can't sleep on SMU. No, and do they... They play... They will not play... Uh, a Tulane before the end of the year. So we could have a, a one lo- a two-loss SMU against... A one loss Tulane potentially in the yeah. in the American Conference and anything can happen. That's going to be a hell of a championship game. Yeah, but let's not get crazy. I know, I know. SMU it's a while. first it's a has while. to go through yeah, gotta, the Rice Owls. 
on the road, which which we've shown no, November fourth, yeah. and we've talked about Rice before. Like that's not that's not a, that's not an easy game. So no gimme, no more gimmies out of nope. Rice. Nope. nope, Rice is back, baby. <laughs> as back as that you could ever say they're back. That's very Rice true. Rice is back, baby. That's very true. No gimmies against Rice. They also have to travel to Memphis. That's yeah. Like, that's gonna be tough. All too. joking aside, traveling to Memphis is the big boy. Yeah, big boy football. That's true. Athlete. That's gonna be tough. Um, uh, but it's like the the top. I mean, UTSA still. Honestly, UTSA's come back too. You have, you have to throw out the record in the conference: Tulane, SMU, UTSA, Memphis. I think Florida Atlantic is not real. No. You don't have to worry about them. Tulane, SMU, UTSA, Memphis. No jokes here. Yeah, Everybody can play. That's very true. Right? Tulane is the best <clears throat> team of the group, but it doesn't mean they can't lose. No, and this they definitely could. Yeah, it doesn't mean they can't lose. Uh, and just a note: SMU had a point four five. EPA per play, which is the 98th percentile, one of the really, truly great offensive performances against, again, a Tulsa team that's terrible. But SMU flipped a switch and turned it on. Yeah. Uh, A game that I'm only noting, well, y'all will understand why I'm noting it when I I say this game. First off, I just want to mention Western Michigan got the upset win, maybe, question mark, against Eastern Michigan. So they've got their third win. Love me some directional Michigan football. But they, yeah, they're right. You get, always get a, a directional rivalry win, you'll take it. Yeah. Um, but uh, Clemson 17, NC State 24. <laughs> There's a couple funny things to mention about this game that don't have anything to do with this game. Number one, uh, Steve Smith on the College Game Day broadcast said that NC State wasn't going to win because they're just a basketball school and they didn't care. NC State's coach, Dave Doring, after the game on a network that wasn't ESPN, it was shown on the CW, said, you got Steve Smith back on the uniform, or back in the in the studio, he can kiss my ass. Um, and so, just random drama, like, just love it. Coach says, no, I listen to everything, screw you. And then the other fun thing is that after the loss, Clemson... Coach Dabo Sweeney was doing his radio show, and somebody got on the line and torched his ass for the amount of money that he makes versus what his performance has been. And he yelled back, and it was spicy. Um, I, I don't want to side on, for Dabo really at all uh, because he's a jackass, and so I'm not going to. There's no qualifier there. No. I think he should get his ass flamed because he's making $10 million, and four losses at Clemson should not be acceptable. It wouldn't be acceptable in Alabama. wouldn't be acceptable at Georgia now. No. wouldn't be acceptable in any of the major places to all of a sudden go one year and go four and four. No, thank you. No, and two and four in the ACC, it's 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 ridiculous. And, and he's yeah. just— Could you imagine Michigan was four and four this year? No, no. Or Ohio State? People would be going out People's of their— People's houses would be on fire. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan Day would be no good. Harbaugh, all of this Spygate nonsense and Harbaugh, it would it yeah. would have, it would have amplified, have been crazy. Just yeah. the thing about Dabo, he's turning into he's turning into like an aging pop star, where it's yes. like it's like okay, you're doing stuff, and now he's just saying crazy stuff all the time. And, yeah, yes. and maybe because he was winning before, I heard the crazy stuff, and I just tried to ignore it because I was like, whatever, he's putting on good teams. But now he's just like, it's as if he's just scrounging at the bottom of a well, or just screaming it from the bottom of the well, like, we're here still, and it's because of God, and it's because of sure. not money, and it's because we're the, we're the best. And it's like, 
just, uh, I wish he could just, I wish now was the time for silence versus all of the other times. Right. That yeah, would yeah, be better. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what you should do now is you should be shutting your mouth. I know. Go back to work. And you should be quiet. Yes. Go back to work. But, but, um, yeah, I just chop his ass. That's yeah, all. Just I chop know. his ass because, because, yeah, it would be unacceptable for the other top 12 teams in the country to be four and four. Yeah, seriously. And so it shouldn't be acceptable for him to be four and four. No, no, no. And it's not. And that's why he's got a, he's clawing for his life. He's always been a lunatic. It's just when you win, you hide the fact that you're a lunatic. Exactly. And now he's just really going hard on his lunaticisms. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, all right. Memphis uh, wins a, wins a 10 second left rally close game against North Texas, a game that they should not have had to win the way they won. But you know what? Everybody's got one. Everybody's got a, a, a close win in a game you're not supposed to, and it's not like Memphis is great by any means. So you got to kind of steal one against North Texas, but they had to steal one against North Texas, but that gets in their sixth win. Yeah, that's uh, – yeah, that's <laughs> – I mean, you, however you got to do it, you know that's the thing about football. It's like yeah, you, can just, you can just get it right in this win probability chart. I know I'm I know I'm I'm, vo- I'm vocally yeah. telling you guys what, have, what about a chart, a visual chart, but it just is. A, it's all Memphis, and then for about yeah. for about ten plays, it's all North Texas, and then it's back yep. to immediately being Memphis again. So it was a little yep. weird. Uh, just yep. a couple of couple of big ballers though um, on the field for both teams for Memphis. Seth Hennigan, twenty two for twenty eight, three hundred thirty yards passing, a touchdown. Um, Blake, really quality quarterback, yeah. Hennigan, man. He really is. Really yeah, yeah, he's good. He's, he's really good. And then uh, rushing, Blake Watson, 17 carries, 169 yards, two touchdowns. And then Blake Watson also five catches on a, and caught for 100 yards. So huge game out of Watson. And then on the uh, North Texas side, Chandler Rogers, 32 for 50, just passes face off, but yeah. that's good. 411 yeah. yards, five touchdowns. Great, great. Yeah, game. he had an NCAA game. Yeah, it was. Yeah, really, he was just he was just he was just hitting the he was hitting the truck stick or the the spin move and and being able to throw whatever yeah. passes and do whatever he wants. And then in the passing game, Roderick Burns and Damon Ward both catching for over 100 yards. Roderick Burns three yeah. touchdowns. So yeah, just some three touchdowns. Some guys yeah. had this was some backyard football. Like it just guys oh, yeah, were. Yeah. Just just oh, run yeah. around nuts. having fun. Yeah, it was nuts. It was a lot to throw around, but and so sometimes you, you could get bit and lose a game like that, but Memphis didn't. Yeah, and so true. that keeps them three and one in the American, and that's a good thing for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, University of Georgia, 43, Florida 20. Yeah, I mean, Florida's not that good, and Georgia is that good. There's not too much to say about it, but it's gotta <clears> be noted, Georgia's eight no. Yeah, I I think I still don't know. I don't. I still don't know anything about Georgia, and I don't think this Florida team is good enough for me to, to know. I think, I think based on the other stuff that Florida's done this year, um, that this is more just kind of a they were you know rivalry, getting a little pumped up for the for the world's uh, for the world's largest cocktail party and having a good time. But then you know, and then Georgia figured it out what they needed to figure out. But I, I just feel like this was more rivalry base Florida getting 20 than yeah. than than that and also Georgia just kind of kind of wanted to burn them down too so I, I don't know if I know anything about anything more yeah. about Georgia this week than I did last week here's the thing Florida is wake for all intents and purposes uh, yes, Florida yes, yes. Georgia Florida is Florida State wake yeah. it just you got to beat them you got to beat them big because they're not that good yeah. And you did it. Yes. Okay, great. Yeah, and you're like you say, there's not a lot to learn except they didn't have a bad offensive performance. They right. could have, and they didn't. They had a fine offensive yeah, performance. Yeah, they did exactly the thing they needed to do, and that's, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and quite honestly, I can just I can just go through these next four games because they're almost exactly the same type <laughs> of circumstance. Yeah, Texas thirty-five, BYU six, mm-hmm. uh, Oregon thirty-five, Utah six, mm-hmm. Notre Dame fifty-eight, Pitt seven, Louisville twenty-three, Duke nothing. Uh, all those teams won at home except for Oregon, who won on the road. That's the most impressive win out of all of these. Is Oregon. 35 to 6 against Utah, a team that does not lay down at home. And with all their offensive struggles and defensive injuries, time kind of ran out on Utah. But Oregon beat, punched them in the nose. They just punched them in the nose. They, they really showed off that they're a quality football team. Notre Dame did what they had to do. Louisville beat a gamey Duke team. Uh, and Texas beat a BYU team that's okay. Yeah, I think um, the Oregon, yeah, or the Oregon Utah game was. Was shocking, yeah, because Utah normally like Rice Eccles now, especially they filled in. It used to it used to be um, a U stadium and then had bleachers right. at the end, but they filled in the two holes, so now it's a complete bowl stadium, and it gets it gets rowdy inside of Rice Eccles. Oh yeah, and look, I, I know oh, people yeah. want to think about Utah as being this little quaint little state where it's just Mormons and nothing else, but they rock they rock the house at Utah. So to go in there as Oregon to do that, it's it's a big deal. And and Utah, if Kyle Whittingham. The set, the only one of two things that I know about about Kyle Whittingham is that he can he can coach a defensive team and normally he does and Oregon showed their prowess by by getting this one yeah. and then the other one I'm just shocked yeah just I thought Duke was gonna do something I didn't I didn't I wasn't sure <coughs> sorry excuse me I I wasn't sure that Louisville I think I was pretty sure Louisville was the better team but I, I wasn't for sure and I'm just shocked that Duke couldn't get anything done to see the goose egg in this time is a little is very interesting but the ACC has really just been that this year man it's just it's just so yeah, yeah. there's so much going on in the ACC it's it's fun so I mean, I'm, I'm okay with it it was a fun game to watch here's the deal Louisville is top 15 in defensive EPA adjusted defensive EPA and defensive success rate so they keep people off schedule they're top 15 in stuff rate their defense is really good and so Louisville's not a team to like you can't sleep on Louisville they have the inexplicable loss kind of a rivalry-ish loss to Pitt but inexplicable loss that they should not have had because they're good and they're very good and they can win all their games Notre Dame for a two-loss team, also good. Um, they're top top twenty in defense, top ten in offense. Um, Oregon second in offense, ten in defense. They're they're potentially a buzzsaw, um, as we've kind of mentioned. Uh, where Washington is four and twenty, everybody's very good um, there. But uh, Oregon's good in Texas. Yeah, Texas is going to be fine. Texas still has everything to play for. Mm-hmm. Um, they're 18 and 15. They're doing great as well. So um, that's what happened in that run. Um, I need to mention uh, two Big Ten teams I think are worth a note. Minnesota gets their fifth win against Michigan State, uh, 27 to 12 at home. And Nebraska gets their fifth win against Purdue, 14 to 31. Nebraska, bowl team probably this year. Very successful year, I think, for Nebraska. Yeah, this I think if you're if if I was a, a, a dedicated Nebraska fan, I would be I would be very uplifted by this, especially from where we where we were before. If I now can talk about Nebraska as my we, that they were just it was a rough time to be to be at the sea on the Saturdays and and stuff, and so to see Matt Rule putting together a team that's winning games, five wins, you know, probably going to run into a six win before the end of the year and and potentially more. Uh, let me just look at their stuff. Why did I lose them? Yeah, um, I was going to do the same thing. I'm like, 
need to see what their schedule know, is because I need to see what, what else they got going yeah, on here. But, but very, but I mean, but a solid like, yeah, I think a solid, a solid showing so far this well, shit, year. They played Michigan State this week. Oh. Man, that's a W right there. They played Michigan State on the road, yeah. but still, because because potentially that might be their last winnable game. Maryland is. A shit show. Yeah, I don't but, know what you're going to get out of but Maryland. Probably better. But there's than two wins potentially. Yeah. They don't beat Wisconsin. They don't beat Iowa. Probably. Probably. But six wins. Uh, look, if uh, they if they if they go six and six, do, do it. Throw a parade. Right. Honestly, honestly, for sure. Like Matt Rule, you're doing everything we wanted. That's good trends. Like, let's keep it moving. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the team looked the team looked bad offensively against Purdue. Uh, Purdue also looked really bad offensively. The game was dog garbage. Yeah. Um, but Nebraska wins, and what you got to do, and it's the same. Uh, Minnesota looked, it wasn't very good offensively either. Um, they absolutely have a chance of playing in the Big Twelve Championship game or Big Ten Championship game, where they'll get absolutely dog walked by whoever they play. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, in a game where I really thought Virginia was going to win in overtime, Miami 29, Virginia 26. Mm-hmm. Miami gets their sixth win. They're not a great football team. They're a good football team. Um, and that's that. Can they... Can This season isn't going to be the season they wanted to have, kind of no matter how it ends at this point. Um, But is it something to build off of if they can get to eight, nine wins? I don't know. I think if you're a Miami fan, you probably already feel like this season is a disappointment. So you just don't want them to lose a bunch more, I think. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I I was talking about I've uh, in the first maybe first five weeks of the season, I I probably talked about Tyler Van Dyke every episode um and really like mm-hmm. on this stuff and I, I enjoy watching him play i was really hoping that him and the and the new coach not the new coach but the coach in miami Mario Cristobal. yeah yeah Cristobal from previously from oregon so i guess not that new but i yeah. really thought that they were going to be really vibing this year and it was going to sure. be better what i think we found out is that the acc is is way better than i thought at the time that i was really pumped, hoping Miami was going to be better. And also, yeah. I, I feel like Tyler Van Dyke has kind of fallen off a little bit. Actually, yeah. I, he's, just not, he's probably limited. Yeah, I think probably. he probably was. But I was, you know, I think we found out maybe he became what he was supposed to the whole time. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, the only sure. the only other thing is Malik Washington, who I think I've talked about a couple of weeks now, uh, for Virginia caught uh, eleven balls for one hundred and forty seven yards. He is playing. He's playing. Very well. They at least they at least have something. And inside of a team that obviously suffered incredible tragedies and has just started trying to put pull back the pieces, this is uh, this is really cool to see a guy play as well as he has. Yeah, he was named the um, ACC receiver of the week for the third time this year. Yeah, man, huge. maybe the best receiver in the ACC. Yeah. Going to be a good draft pick. Yep, it's a stud. It's yep. a player. It's great. Uh, all right. Well. Um, now let's talk about a couple of teams that got their seventh win. Uh, we'll do a little bit of run. Miami of Ohio beats Ohio in the, oh, I knew what this rivalry game was, but I've lost it. Um, but a big rivalry win on the road against Ohio, 30-16. to 16. Uh, The Green Wave of Tulane <laughs> survive a trip to Rice, 30-28. to 28. Survive. And USC, Cal. I-, I watched the end of this game. USC... Is the is so bad on defense, <laughs> so bad, fifty to forty nine to Cal, 
they had to really screw. Cal went for a two-point conversion late to try to just win the game, which I'm all for. Mm-hmm. Do it. What else are you going to try to do? Try to win the game. Like, everybody's like, oh, you got to kick it. USC scored a ridiculous amount of points in the last eight minutes. You might be, have run out of time. So you had to go for it, and so they did. But seven wins, obviously the team that's disappointed in where their seventh win is is USC. I think everybody else, very excited. 4-1 in the MAC, Miami of Ohio. 4-0 in the American uh, Tulane. Yeah, the MAC... I, I, the MAC has been a little um, lack, lackluster, which I mean, the MAC is not always like just crazy. But this is this the win for Miami of Ohio is good. Um, unfortunate for Ohio, they're the team I've been watching um, in the MAC, so unfortunate to see them lose. But Miami of Ohio being good on this side is is helping me believe that somebody can beat um, Toledo, even if that happens in the in the conference championship game. I don't know if Miami of Ohio is really realistically equipped to do that, but um, a win like this um, against uh, an in-state rival definitely helps. Um, make the case for it. So that was a little fun um, to watch there. Yeah, and Miami then, of Ohio's already lost to Toledo this year by oh, did they? By four. Oh, well then, uh, yeah. No, there, there you go. There you go. So, so it's all Toledo. But it was close. But, but yeah, I but, mean, if they play a rematch, maybe I got a shot at it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, maybe that's leading to better things in the overall. Like maybe the, the things are building in the MAC. I, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that this yeah. this game means that. And then on the USC side, honestly, the best thing that I've done so far this year is how much trash I talked about the USC defense when San Jose State put up points on them the first game of the season. And right. I, and right. although I didn't say that their defense was going to continue to be terrible at the time, I really feel like. The, the fervor that I had in that comment really led me to really uh, pushed on the theme of how trash USC's defense is. Now, Lincoln Riley's out, Lincoln Riley's out not a defensive guy, but he's out because of some health issues, I believe. Um, and then, so they got an interim guy in there, so that doesn't mix things up. Luckily, Caleb Williams is Caleb Williams, so they're going to score all the points, so it's fine. But, man, it sucks that, it sucks that Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma to coach Oklahoma. Yeah, he just goes, goes to Oklahoma in a new location. Uh, I just want to mention, uh, because it's worth a note, uh, that I did say at the beginning of the year that Cal was going to be probably not terrible. Oh, they're yeah. not terrible. They're not terrible. It's, um, it's another scrappy-ass Pac-12 team. There's just a yeah, few. They're not terrible. Yeah, I was just saying the same thing about Arizona State. I'm not saying that they're good, but like, there's just scrappy-ass Pac-12 teams. I'll, I'll pepper yeah. through. Now, to be, fa- to be fair to people that are not me, I thought Cal was probably... A, a four-win team at this point and not a three-win team. Like, yeah. like I really thought they could win in, in the Auburn game. Um, that's really the game that they lost that was winnable. They really probably should have won the Auburn game um, to be where I thought they were going to be. But everything else, they were not as good as Oregon State, not as good as Utah, not as good as USC, not as good as Washington. Fine. Yeah. Um, they certainly can beat Washington State. They certainly can beat Stanford. They're not going to upset Oregon or UCLA, so they're not going to get to a bowl. But a five-win year this year, I think probably better than a lot of people expected. I think so, too. Uh, all right, let's see. Let's move to uh, anything I really want to know. Boise got is 3-1 and one in the Mountain West. They're not... They beat Wyoming at home, thirty-two to seven. It's just, Wyoming's kind of dropped off a bit after their hot beginning of the year, and now they're two and two. But yeah. Boise's still in the Mountain West chase, even though they're not having the season they want to have. They're they're hanging around. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, I didn't think I I honestly at the beginning earlier in the season I shouldn't say at the beginning, but earlier in the season I would have expected when this game happened that the score that that it would have been thirty-two to seven, but it would have been thirty-two to seven Wyoming. 
um, yeah. because of how things were starting to build. But yeah, it's kind of been Boise State just building themselves into becoming a better team, which is great to see. Yeah, them, it's them, UNLV, and Fresno State, all are three and one in the conference. I mean, I don't know yep. if any of those teams, maybe Fresno State, because they're and biasedly, because I've been watching them in the Mountain West this year, um, potentially could do it. But I don't think realistically anybody of any of those three have, have it in them to knock off Air Force. Their Air Force is just the real deal Holyfield this year, and it's, there's nobody else really can hang. I don't, I don't think. Um, but, you know, we got some time, obviously, for some teams to build into something. But between those three, I don't think they can handle Air Force. Yeah, Air Force is – the trick with Air Force is everything they do is going to be the same week in and week out. That's true. And when you're running the option that well, when your team is running that well, you, it's not like – Oh my gosh, we've got heavy snow. Can we hang? Nope, it's Air Force. We're running the football. It doesn't matter. Rain on us, snow on us. You know, they play in Colorado. We're going to have some snow. Whatever, we'll be fine. Yeah. We're going to have some bad weather in Boise. We'll come to Boise and punch you in the nose. We don't care. Right. So that's why they're tricky. Uh, except for fumbles is always the place when, when you got a wet ball. So they got to worry about that. But their game doesn't change, doesn't have to change for weather at all. Yeah, which is going to be big at the end of the year. Um, which uh, I was going to note them, but before I note them, I do want to talk about Washington 42, Stanford 33. Yeah. Washington is fine. Yeah, but, but it's not good because Stanford yeah. is bad. They're definitive. I like Stanford. I want. I, I could give Arizona State. I could give Cal. I could give uh, Wazoo. All of them I could give. Arizona, like a like a, they're scrappy. They have something in them. I can't do that for Stanford this year. It's just a bad Stanford. They're playing. They should be playing against Harvard and Yale this year. It's just not good. So the fact that that Washington gave up this many points, they had to go. They had to go to Sao Paulo, uh, uh, whatever Southern California, wherever the Stanford plays, close to Apple, and and get something done here. But this is scary. I think you're right. I think they're fine, but it's not. Uh, it's not breeding confidence in a time in time well i guess washington doesn't have to breed confidence because they got the win that's really what matters as long as they can get to the pac-12 championship game and and win there then whatever we'll look back in this loss it's not i mean at this game being close it's not going to matter at all but it's sketchy yeah, it's, it's a little sketchy. It's absolutely a little sketchy. Their defense didn't play well. Their offense played better. Um, they, you know, they looked, they looked a lot better offensively than they looked the week before um, when they didn't get any offensive touchdowns against Arizona State. So they got that going. But this was a two-point game uh, going into the fourth quarter. Uh, so, yeah, you can't, you can't continue to play like this and, and get away with it. No, probably. Because there's just too many... There's just too many good teams in front of them, and they still have. I mean, they should be better than USC, but to think USC can't beat them, don't think that. No, no, especially right? if Stanford can put up 33, USC can put up 33. Yeah, you think that if you play the game like you play against Arizona State and Stanford, and Utah can't jump up and bite you, That's certainly can jump up and bite you. Right, you think home. that going to Oregon State and you can put up a stinker, you got no more places for stinkers left. No. USC, Utah, Oregon State, and Washington State are all coming for that neck. For so sure. So you just can't get away with it. No, you no. just can't get away this with is, it. This is the one some game. Some of it I think might just be a post-Oregon situation, even though it's two weeks after, maybe a little bit. Uh, because, look, even the game before they beat Arizona by, you know, a touchdown and they gave up 32 to Cal, it's not like they've looked 
amazing all year. They're just a really good football team. So yeah. Probably, probably fine. Probably and, fine. And here's the other thing: the, the final point is the offense is still. If, if just if I just look at the, the 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 stat sheet, like from an offensive perspective, they still are very good. I mean, Penix yeah, threw yeah. 21 for 37, 369 yards passing, four touchdowns. He did throw an interception, which I'm sure is some of the some of those 33 points on the Stanford side. And then Dylan Johnson had 79 yards rushing, and then Jalen Polk had five catches for 148 yards. So they're doing. Their offense is still their offense, and when I watched them, when I watched them down here in Tucson, they were it was it, they have a they have a real prowess about themselves. So as long as they continue to do that, really the only people that their only team they have to worry about is is the rematch against Oregon, probably. Uh, I mean, Caleb Williams is Caleb Williams, so who knows? But like, yeah, I mean, they can't. This is probably the last the last game that if we the last game that Washington's going to be allowed to say that they're fine because if they're fine in other games, they're going to get got. Yeah, yeah, and this is the thing. They can win the rest of their games this close and be fine. Totally, it's just totally. not. You just you can't do this. You can't play like this against those caliber teams. They yeah. lost the turnover battle two to nothing. You, just, you won't be able to get away with it. Yeah, you, you just got to get your shit. You're gonna have to be good today, every day. Yep. Uh, the team that I, we previously mentioned, Air Force Academy, they win against Colorado State on the road in the snow. They. Uh, ran the ball 54 times and threw the ball eight. Uh, they did everything that this team is supposed to do. Colorado State, which isn't, which is not great. I mean, they're just they're not very good. Uh, so Air Force does what they have to do. I think the game looked exactly the way they want it to look, considering the circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's they they did what they needed to do. You know, so. Still yeah. the best team in the Mountain yeah. West. Still, you know, potentially, potentially yeah. the best of the group of fives. It's still, yeah, all Air Force all the time. Yeah, yeah, I think the best team in the group of five. There you go. Yeah. Um, uh, all right, we've got two teams that won their sixth game on the road. Tennessee beat Kentucky, thirty-three to twenty-seven. Troy beat Texas State, thirty-one to thirteen. Both of them are bowl eligible. Both of those teams do different fun things in different ways, and good wins for both. Yeah, big big win for Troy. Um, still sitting, still sitting at the top of the West in the Sun Belt. So, um, which is great yeah. for them. The next the next team up to them is Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, who are two and two. And Texas State's two and two. Arkansas State is two and two. South Alabama, USA is two and two. So, yeah, big 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 win for Troy to really put themselves above above um, in the Sun Belt and can give themselves probably some mental calm to get to, to get themselves hopefully the rest of the way to the championship game. Yeah, here's the thing. Troy's played four conference games. They've given up a total of 39 points. Hmm. So they are, I mean, they've always been defensive. Uh, you know, defense has been the most important thing to them. They've always been that way. And they have decided to show it. Really start, I mean, they've given up since September 30th against Georgia State, they gave up seven. Arkansas State, they gave up three. Army, they gave up nothing. And Texas State, they gave up 13. So if they're starting to figure this shit out, it's curtains. It's yeah. curtains. Yeah, and and going to be. I mean, basically as good a team as as Georgia Southern at this point. I mean, if you know, just because James yeah. Madison doesn't exist, uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the Sun Belt, the Sun Belt champ game. If it's Troy, Georgia Southern, it's going to be tight. Yeah, going to be tight. Yeah, agreed. Uh, all right, let's see. Ohio State twenty four, Wisconsin ten. Uh, Wisconsin 
I think is another team that should probably feel like the season's going to be a success. I definitely they, agree. They, yes. they got to get to six wins. I mean, they got to get to six. They really probably need to be at seven, I think, to feel super comfortable. But considering what they're trying to do and it's a full rebuild, fine. And Ohio State's a, is a good football team that went on the road and beat a team they're supposed to beat. Fine. Yeah, I think was I, I, I at this point. I think you obviously want to get the six win, but they got Indiana next, then Northwestern, then Nebraska, yeah. then Minnesota. They're yeah. going to win one yeah. of those games. I don't know they honestly <clears throat> could win them out. They, there, there's yeah. no. It would not be a shock if I they would, just won out, win, which would be perfectly hu- possible. Yeah, which would be huge. And I am, I am a, I am a side Wisconsin fan. I'm a big fan of Luke Fickle, so I'm excited about uh, what's going on at, at Wisconsin. They have uh, Tanner Mordecai has been, has been as you know. As good as they needed for a quarterback, you know, I don't. Th- it's it's all right, and he's a he's a uh, one of the elderly uh, uh, transfers for them, so that's been fine. But yeah, I mean, for the whole oh no, and he actually didn't throw the ball around. It was Brady Lock, uh, Braden Lock, who threw the ball around. I guess Mordecai's hurt, but but yeah, I think it's an offense that is going to be. It's a little odd for Wisconsin. It's not all just run all the time. Um, as much as in previous years, even though they kind of have to run the ball a little bit. But, yeah, I think if you're a Wisconsin fan, you should be very happy with this year. That's not a terrible loss to Ohio State. They didn't look like total chumps, um, which is good. And, and they can, yeah, they probably get seven wins. They could win those next four games, which would be huge. Yeah, yeah. And, and Ohio State's a little limited on offense as well. Uh, if they didn't have the best player in the world, Marvin Harrison Jr., they'd be in much bigger trouble because Kyle McCord's not great. Right. Um, and Travion Henderson is also very good. So they've got two really great offensive skill players, which makes up for the fact that sometimes offensively they just don't look very good. So, but in college football, uh, that's yeah. all you need. Yeah, sometimes you just got to get a W. Um, Vandy 7, Mississippi uh, 33. Uh, Vandy's not good. Nope. <clears throat> Ole Miss is good. There we go. Yep. <sighs> Fuck you, Lane Kiffin. <laughs> it is what it is. It's mm-hmm. fine. They, they're certainly in the conversation for what's going to happen the rest of the season. Um, but that loss to Alabama, you know, puts them behind in yeah. the race. And... LSU is hanging around, and I think they play LSU. Uh, oh, they don't play. Oh, they did play LSU, and they already beat LSU. So they're good. They got the tiebreak on LSU. They lose the tiebreak to Alabama, um, but they still play Georgia. Yeah, it, they, Ole Miss is – they still probably got two losses left in them. They always fuck up the Egg Bowl sometimes too. So Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, UCLA 28, Colorado 16. UCLA – Maybe currently all around has the best defense in the Pac-12 so far. Um, Colorado has no offensive line, and that's going to be a problem that they just won't be able to recover from this year. Uh, Sanders got sacked seven times. Yeah, he, he gets uh, Probably got knocked down another ten more times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, UCLA turned the ball over four times and still won this game by, by double digits. Uh, they probably should have played a lot better the they had to, they actually sat their young quarterback uh their young freshman because he just hasn't been playing well uh, garbers played fine um yeah colorado is better than they sh- better than we imagine they'd be but as good as they should be yeah I th- I, that's really that's the like, whole thing i was gonna say is just we've we've now we're now fully settled into we've 
we've gone away from the Dion craziness at the beginning of the year, which was which does which deserved based on that time of the year. Now that we can look back, uh, but but we've since settled into okay. Their Colorado is exactly what they should be. If you're a Colorado fan, you're still loving life. You, the fact that you have four wins right now is bonkers as compared to last year. Yeah, I mean, you were effect- they were effectively an FCS school last year. So, like, this is great. The the build is happening. Um, you know, Dion Dion is both loud and calculated, and so he's he's laying he's laying off of his mouth a little bit to to really build his team. I think um, so. I'm excited for post this year Colorado, but this has already been a huge year for Colorado. So pretty pretty good and UCLA I yeah, uh, love Chip Kelly um, so to see him getting some wins is good I wish that I wish it was the Oregon days of old but you know you can only ask if so much but it's good to see UCLA on the up and up as well yeah agreed uh, in the most important game of the weekend Georgia Tech 46 North Carolina 42 <laughs> Ramblin' Wreck get a win at home and I love that when North Carolina loses especially in games like this on game on paper <laughs> they replace the this. thing with crying Jordan which is just just it's just chef's kiss it's the, chef's kiss in the it air really is. Um, yeah, Jake May's still good they're gonna be fine but their coach is a jackass and Georgia Tech <laughs> Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech beat them, and they played really well. Offensively, they played really not a lot of defense was played in this game in total. So I think that's what happens, and that's how North Carolina got got. But uh, hooray, hooray for the Ramblin' Wreck! Yeah, uh, some big, uh, some some big stats from Georgia Tech in the game. Obviously, getting the win, but uh, Haynes King, their quarterback, went twenty three for thirty, two hundred eighty seven yards passing and four touchdowns passing. He did throw an interception. Then Dante Smith had one hundred seventy eight yards rush, rushing on twenty two carries and a touchdown. And then Haynes King also um, had ninety yards. 90 yards rushing on eight carries, and Jamal Haynes had 80 yards rushing on 14 carries. So big rushing game uh, effort from Georgia Tech, which is cool to see. Eric uh, Singleton Jr. had 117 yards catching on eight catch on on eight passes. So yeah, just a bunch of cool stats to see from Georgia Tech. Drake May still had a very Drake May type game, 17 for 25, 310 yeah. yards passing, two touchdowns. So that's uh, that's what really kept North Carolina. Uh, they kept the game tight is just some of that, but just cool to see some Georgia Tech boys get uh, have some real fun, get to run around. Yeah, we love to see it. Love to see it. And, uh, I mean, this is what North Carolina always is. So it's not like this is some big, big deal. Right. Um, but uh, but the, the, the winning play, it, it just an absolute gun shootout, uh, winning play 428, a uh, beautiful catch uh, to get the touchdown late. And, uh, yep, Tar Heels get fucked. Right. <laughs> um, James Madison goes to 8 no, no. It just makes me so sad to mention him because they can't do anything. But they beat Old Dominion at home 30-27. to um, They they just are a good football team that's going to sit at home and not play in a bowl and that's sad as shit it really is sad and it's sad that they're doing it's not the it's not because somebody because a booster gave all their kids 
kids Cadillacs or right. or they or they, you know, had a coach that abused a staffer for eight years or something. It's not because of consequences, just because they moved in to play bigger football that they can't do it. So which is it's super unfortunate. But in this game, um, it was it was a fun game to watch. It did pop in for a lot of this game, which was cool. And James Madison went uh, Jordan McLeod for James Madison uh, passed for he went 28 for 40, 340 yards passing, three touchdowns through an interception. Um, then on the rushing, oh no, and then in the and then in the uh, the receiving side, Reggie Brown and Elijah Serrett both um, caught for more than 135 yards, 139 and 142 yards between the two of them, and both of them had touchdowns. So just a, a James Madison doing what they want, even though the game was tight. Um, James Madison basically was winning the whole time, and they really have some players on their on their football field that are or on their football team that are just having fun out there man they are such a yeah. good sunbelt team they really are just up and above yeah, a good team but would would very very likely be ahead of well i wouldn't say it. they can rank them where they want to but they certainly had a chance of being one of the best you know the best power fives yeah our best group of fives um at all um oklahoma state gets their sixth win uh, at home against cincinnati and it's really not worth mentioning except for the fact that oklahoma state beat the crap out of cincinnati yeah, and they're coming wins. along oklahoma yeah. state is better than they were. I kind of didn't think they were going to have six wins by this point, honestly. I thought yeah, we get started the season, too. I didn't know what was going on. So it's kind of, yeah, it's interesting that they have six. Yeah. yeah. Arizona upsets Oregon State at home 27-24. to just a, just a tough, tough football team. Yeah. Like they should go to a bowl. They're, they play well offensively. They're having a nice year. It's no days off uh, for Arizona. Fafita is just cemented himself as the starter and Arizona plays they come out and play yeah like I, I've said it a bunch of times I'm going to continue to say it. just scrappy man just fun to watch a fun school it's not you know the 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 whole the whole city of Tucson really Arizona University of Arizona is the heart um, it really it really powers most of the most of how people do things here but uh, you know, there was as I was I was walking around actually in the downtown area um, the day after, and it was the the buzz that I was hoping for was not quite there. It's not it's not because people don't love the school and they didn't love the win or whatever, but it's really more of a collective feeling. I think down here it's like is if if football's good that's fine if basketball goods that's better but also still fine like we just are here for the school um but man this is a big win like this is a big win and it's like you can get a ticket at at arizona stadium for i could probably you probably got a ticket for this for 30 bucks and you would have saw a great game i watched most i watched most yep. of it and fafita it's just fun man he's just running around doing what he wants just just real i'm gonna say it again it's just real scrappy yeah, it's the season before a season where you'd expect them to get really excited, right? Yeah. Like when you come out of this year and you start next year, maybe in the top 25 or just outside, and you start to get some buzz, you start to get an excitement, you go, hey, this is a good team, it's fun, they're not quite there yet. You know, like if this was game three and they got this win, then all of a sudden I think things go crazy. Now you go, oh, yeah, they're good, and they're yeah, good, and yeah. they, you know, they, they, they're going to have a decent bowl and we're going to support them okay, but... Next year will be where I think it matters. Yeah, definitely. And and I shouldn't I shouldn't say people aren't excited. They definitely are. But in my head, if I would have if 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 and I only have Utah to relate to this, obviously. But we beat the you beat the your team your local team beats the number eleven team in the country at home, and it's a and it's a big party. And now and I'm not everywhere in Tucson, so it very likely was a way bigger party than I than I saw. But uh, man, it just it was based on the the Washington game that I went to and and the feeling post this game that I saw like. 
like I was expecting a little bit more buzz. But look, everybody loves their team. Everybody loves the Wildcats down here. Everybody's trying to bear down. So a great win for Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Uh, finally, Fresno State scores 24 points in the third quarter to go ahead and beat UNLV in a really big deal matchup at the top of the Mountain West. And it gives Fresno State the tie break over UNLV, which is going to probably end up being huge. Um, and the UNLV team is no joke. It's a serious team. Um, and Boise State's still to come, which is the other tiebreaker. Uh, matter of fact, it's coming up. That's the team that Fresno State plays. So win, win, back-to-back wins there. Um, I don't think they should have a problem with San Jose State. They shouldn't have an issue with New Mexico. They shouldn't have an issue with San Diego State. So you got Boise coming. That's your big test. You win that. You're in the driver's seat to to face the big bear in Air Force at the end. Yeah, which would God, that was just going to be would be a great, such a great way to end the season. I'm, I'm biased, like I said, because I've been watching Fresno State. They're my they're my squad for for the Mountain West. But uh, but yeah, they're just uh, it's they're they've been fun. This Mikey Keene, quarterback for Fresno State, I really enjoy watching him play ball. Man, he's he's fun to watch. He's really gets a, they get him throwing the ball around a lot. He can kind of do a lot of stuff, so it's it's cool. He he went. 27 for 41, had 256 yards passing um, through four touchdowns. He did have two interceptions, um, but had positive EPA for the for the day, had one point of EPA. So not a huge, huge, but, you know, really contained, really kept the offense going. And then Jalen Moss uh, caught five balls for 99 yards, no touchdowns, but contributed pretty heavily. He, he contributed the most EPA-wise, had 7.33 of EPA. So, yeah, big, big, big end, big end of the game win for Fresno State. The Mountain West... It's cool. I've been I've been on my Sun Belt high up all year, but man, the Mountain West has just been fun, and it's going to continue to be super fun over the rest of the rest of the year. Yeah, just a conference with good quality teams, and that's what you love to see. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go through. Let's just go through Week Ten real quick. Uh, we'll just talk about the games that are coming up important. We're we're looking great on time, so let's just. Uh, I'm just going to blow through some of these games that are important we can talk about real quick. Yeah. Sound good? Do it. All right. We're going to start with, uh, I think it's worth mentioning the Troy at home as uh, a four-point favorite against South Alabama. 4-4 uh, four four South Alabama won't be a gimme, uh, but that's a good game for Troy at home. Um, and uh, these are this Thursday. Uh, also on Thursday, Wake Forest travels to Duke. Duke is a 12.5-point favorite. Yeah, I think, I think Duke covers that just because wake is wake this year and you know duke's been better but yeah. but i i don't know duke's losses are not are not bad so i expect Duke to win that one 12 points is actually not unreasonable um i don't know anything about the the betting but i love i'm very excited for a thursday night troy versus usa game i'm going to be watching believe yeah yeah it should be great and uh, well it won't be great it'll probably be a shitty game but it'll be a good game yeah yeah good sound um, football just, just yeah, it's just going to be a, a, a Troy game, which means they just grab him by the throat and pull him into the mud. Yeah, great. Uh, Friday games are Friday games. Boston College at Syracuse, Colorado State at Wyoming. Uh, it'll be good games to have on. Yep. You know, both of them are, are touchdown or less lines. Uh, into Saturday, I think the game, the early game that's going to be worth some of the most mention is Kansas State at Texas. Texas is just a four-point favorite at home against Kansas State. That's hey, look. They're they're gonna have to come correct. Like Texas is not gonna be able to be wishy washy or figure it out halfway through. This is Kansas State team is gonna come play the game all four downs. I mean all four quarters, th- this whole game. So look, Texas is gonna have to get it right. And but if they do, 
if they go in, if they, you know, they get Kansas State at home and they win, I, and I don't even, I don't even think they have to be super definitive about it. But if they get a good, they come, then get a win on this Saturday at home against Kansas State. Like I feel way better about Texas in general uh, because of that. Well, here's the thing: Malik Murphy starts a quarterback again. Uh, Ewers is still injured, um, so that's a a thing that they got to worry about. Like that's that's a bad that's spot a to problem. have to have a backup. Yeah, this is not the game you but, want. That not the game at all. But they're talented enough that if you if we come back and see they win this game by fourteen, I go yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm even. I, I'm even. I didn't. I didn't realize about Ewers, but but if if Texas even with especially with a, a backup quarterback in and they win this game, like I feel, I'm feeling very very much more confident about Texas. Yeah, yeah, and they you know they they said the uh, Texas coach said, hey, we got we think we got the best win of the season that win against Alabama, which uh, it, uh, that would be true except for the fact that Oklahoma beat you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so Oklahoma's yeah. win against you it's, might be the best win of the season. It's but very true. So noted. Yeah. So noted. <laughs> uh, let's see. Notre Dame travels to Clemson. It's a three-point favorite and made worth mentioning, but neither of those teams have high aspirations to play for at this point. No, I think um, Notre Dame gets Ohio it done. Same with Ohio State at Rutgers. Yeah. Yeah, they should. Yeah. Ohio State should blow out Rutgers. Ohio yeah. State's an 18.5-point favorite on the road. Um, Ole Miss at home against Texas A&M is a three-pointer. That will be another interesting game, I think, to have on at 11 o'clock hour. Ole Miss should win that big, though. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Ole Miss is better better than Texas A&M for sure. I think the same thing about Notre Dame against Clemson. I think both of those should be two touchdown wins. The I don't I have no expectation that Rutgers is going to be Ohio State. But Ohio State was, I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin Harrison Jr. But uh, Ohio State could go into New Jersey and have a problem on their hands, and man, I would be having a great—I would just be having a great laugh if that's what happened. It's not yeah, what's going to happen because they have just—I mean, they have one player alone that probably gets them a touchdown win uh, outside of it. But a six and two Rutgers team is not—is not exactly easy pickings. Yeah, they're not for a gimme. Ball. Yeah, no, for this absolutely Ohio not State a gimme. Team. Not a gimme. Nope. Nope. Absolutely not a gimme. Ohio State plays just poorly enough on offense that it that could, could be happen. a problem. Exactly. Yep. Uh, Utah at home against Arizona State. Utah's an 11-point favorite. they got to get some offense. Uh, I think their defense will be fine. They'll probably be mad after what happened <laughs> against Oregon. Um, but I, it just, it's just going to be a weird season on the, all the way out for Utah. Yeah, for sure. Just, you, just hope, you, you hope that they, they're going to be a very normal Utah season where you hope for the best ball you can get and just hope and just be excited about that. I mean, maybe yeah, the mix-up. I mean, yeah, the season with two losses or three losses it's still a fine season yeah, it's not going to be what you want it to be but yeah. it'll be fine season yeah with no queethy shout out to chase um or <laughs> or cam rising um you're not going to you know it, it was always going to be weird so yeah. it's but yeah you're building it off okay. as you go yeah way. definitely uh, air force is an 18 and a half point favorite to win the commanders and chiefs trophy against army at home uh, not much to say about that they're considerably better than yeah, army it shouldn't gonna, be a problem it's going to be rough for army yeah, Memphis at home is a 13.5-point favorite against South Florida. That's not a gimme. Um, Memphis should win that. And, you know, being a 14-point favorite against a 4-4, four four, South Florida says you've come a long way, Memphis, but you gotta le- you got to meet the prop- the promise yeah. of what the season will be. Yeah, i got to get things done in the Liberty Bowl, which is not – yeah, it's not going to be easy for Memphis. But there's, they're, they're a good – it's a good American team. Yeah. But, but so, I mean, they they, 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 they could win that by 21, and I'll go, yeah, sure. Yeah, right. d- definitely, definitely. 
Uh, Florida State travels to Pitt. They're a 21 and a half point favorite. A little bit of hullabaloo because of a quote from Pitt's coach who was like, yeah, we got to do better recruiting our players. We, we needed to get better players and we didn't. And then he followed that with, but it's still on me. I'm the coach after their loss. Some players took that personally, like, don't tell, tell us we're bad. You fucked up. Right. <laughs> right. It's a bad time to be a coach for that team. If that team decides to quit on him and they might, Florida State's going to kill him. Yeah. And that's, I, I could see, I think this game's going to be 49 to 10. I believe it'd be hilarious yeah. to see Pitt win this for some random reason, but it's not going to happen. But yeah, I, 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 I see that happen. being 49 to 10 or something crazy for sure. Yeah, I know Iowa travels to Northwestern. Iowa's a five-point favorite only because Brian Ferentz has been fired at the end of the year. So the race to twenty, race to twenty-five doesn't matter. He won't be returning. They won't make it though, so no. it's fine. Um, and they've made a good move. The, the, it's the new. They have an interim AD who's like, yeah, we need to move on from him. It yeah. doesn't matter what we do the rest of the year. We got to have better offensive showing. Yeah, so. and I'm surprised uh, he's going to stay they, there until the end of the year. Honestly, like when I saw I the too, but I think they just didn't want to. Yeah, it's, that's, that might cause even more it. of a riff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, James Madison uh, versus Georgia State. Georgia State's at home. James Madison is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. The game doesn't do anything for James Madison, but it's a real big one for Georgia State. James Madison's going to come for that neck no matter what. Yeah, so. and I know. I don't foresee. I think Georgia State's going to get. I, I'd, see, I'd say this game is going to be 30-13 to 13, probably, James Madison. Um, mm, it's not going to yeah. be. It's not going to be fine. But if Georgia, if Georgia State shows some life, um, I, I'm sure they could be happy about that. But that Georgia Southern loss really hurts. Really hurts them a lot. I mean, uh, yeah, for yeah. for the remainder of the year. So it's not going to be. I mean, it, it, this game doesn't matter, but it also kind of matters. And they're going to get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it matters because it matters in the conference record. So that's important. But yeah. yeah getting handled by Georgia. Like, you, you've lost to the two best teams that that matter in your conference, Troy and Georgia Southern. It means you're probably going to lose to James Madison, too, who's the best team in the conference, even though they can't do anything. Right. Uh, we've got two games in the 230 area that are, are worth some note. Missouri at Georgia. Georgia's a 15-and-a-half-point favorite. And Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. Bedlam's a little early this year. Don't go to sleep, Oklahoma. Don't you do it. Oklahoma State will put the pillow on your head, and your, your season will be done. It's look. I mean, it's already a rivalry. That makes things that makes things interesting, even on a year that Okie State's bad, and right. they're obviously building, and they're not they're not bad anymore, at least as of yet. So like Oklahoma can't they can't have this is neutral though, right? I don't know where neutral is it. Is this game this. Uh, uh, this game is, um, isn't it in the, I think it's in the, oh no, I was going to say, I think it's in the Dallas Stadium, but I don't know that it is. Oh, it, it may be, yeah, it, regardless, it doesn't matter, I mean, it's it's just, it's it's a rivalry game, Oklahoma should win it, but man, if they don't, if they don't put everything, their front foot forward in every way, all game, Oklahoma State could become, it could be giving them their second loss for sure. Yeah, 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 you can't, no, no napping here, no napping, Georgia should be fine against Missouri, I think, um, uh, I just don't know that Missouri's quite got the legs. Uh, Georgia's been good enough, if not pretty good, the last couple of weeks. Um, but if Missouri can do it, that would be amazing. It would be it would be very much akin to the uh, Kansas State or the Kansas uh, Oklahoma win. Ah, uh, sure. right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a slipping Maryland team is an eight and a half point underdog at home against Penn State. Whatever Penn State's doing offensively, they should have the horses for Maryland. 
Yeah, you'd hope. Especially, yeah, Maryland's kind of fallen off, I think, this year, too. The, the yeah, young oh, tackle yeah, of Ilo is good, but they're off. not. Yeah, they're just not. I thought they were going to be a much better team by this year, but by this time in the year. Yeah. Uh, Louisville's a nine-and-a-half point favorite home against Virginia Tech, a Virginia Tech team that is better than we thought they were. For so, sure. man, could maybe put up a fight. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But I, I kind of like nine. That's not bad. For Louisville, that's not bad. The, yeah. de- the defense yeah. could, yeah. could yeah. get them yeah. that yeah. nine. Yeah. Oh yeah, the defense is. I mean, that's a good. That's a good defensive football team. They should probably win this easily, but it maybe they win it by ten, and they'll be happy with that. But we, if you'd have told me two weeks ago that this game was going to be that close of a line, I'd have thought you were crazy. Totally. Uh, we have Georgia Southern traveling to Texas State. Uh, Georgia Southern should win that, but they're just a two-point favorite. On the road, Texas State's had a good year. Um, even even though they got snuffed out by Troy, got a good year. Georgia Southern needs it. Yeah, yeah, they really do. They can't, they can't, uh, they can't be slipping up because Georgia State's playing the it doesn't matter game, and then they'll all be basically two loss in the conference. Yeah. So yeah, they got a Texas yep. State's Texas State's no pushover either. So no, they're good enough. They're, Texas State's easily good enough to win that game by a late field goal yes. or whatever. Right, especially right. at home. They can do it for, easy, so. for sure. Yeah. Uh, Oregon is a 24-and-a-half-point favorite at home against Cal. Uh, I think I, – I struggle because I think Cal is better than we think they are, but I also think Oregon can win this game like that. Right? Yeah. Like if Oregon decides to do what they did to Utah, which they can do, then that's what you'll get. Yeah, I could – yeah, I, we could be seeing a 35-6 situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, agreed. Liberty is a 17-point favorite at home against Louisiana Tech. Should be easy there. Just noting it, just because Liberty can get to 9-0. and Yeah. Uh, let's see. BYU and West Virginia playing for their playing for bowl eligibility. West Virginia is a 10-point favorite at home. Mm, I expect it's a long way to travel for BYU. We're kind of in the part of the year that travel matters a little less, I think. But, but uh, I don't – I think West Virginia can get that done. Uh, I don't know, but it, yeah, it'd probably sure. be a fun game to watch, though. Like, it'll probably be it's a nice it little be. midday yeah, or, be. you know, sort of getting towards the end It could be anything. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it could be, it could be anything. Yeah, so, yeah. It could 24 be to 10, fine. Yeah. 17 to 3, fine. Right. 26 to 21, all, all of it's in play. Yeah, totally. Uh, Ohio, Iowa State is a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home against Kansas. Uh, Iowa State has finally decided to play defense, and their offense is getting better. Kansas is up and down, playing with the backup, emotional high after the big win. Uh, interesting line. Yeah, yeah. I, I, our line is more interesting than I was expecting this game to even be. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to watch this game. I don't know anything about betting on it, but, man, I, I think that's going to be – I'm excited that Vegas thinks yeah. it's going to be like that. Yeah, super interesting line. Uh, Michigan is a 32-and-a-half-point favorite at home against Purdue. Purdue has fallen off. Yeah, and Michigan could do 32 points. Like, it could be 45-7, uh, yep. or it could be 45-whatever. to whatever. Like, that's or possible. Or 35-nothing. Yeah. Like, anything's play. That's very true. Uh, SMU is a 12-point favorite on the road against Rice. Look, don't sleep on Rice. <laughs> 12 points they can handle. Just just watch it, that's all I'm saying. You better come correct. You better come that's correct. Right. That's right. Uh, Washington at USC. Washington is a three-point favorite on the road against USC. If Washington is the Washington we think they are, that three-point line is a joke. Right. Uh, but they might not be. Right. And he, and here's the biggest thing, Caleb Williams. Yep. The fact that he just exists it makes yep. makes this line, who knows? Like, mm-hmm. he could have himself a, a game and throw 500 yards and have 
twelve touchdowns. It could be nuts. So that's gonna be yeah. thing. I think, but I, I, I think you're right though. Initially, like if Washington is who we thought they were, then then everything's fine. Yeah, everything's fine. And 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 this is where uh, Phoenix probably locks up the Heisman. I mean, he's, he's, I, think, I so think he's still the front runner. But if he comes out and wins the shootout here, he probably locks it up. Yeah. So. Uh, Alabama is a three-point favorite at home against LSU. Uh, LSU is the, one of the worst defensive teams that's a good offense team. They're very much USC, a little bit better offense and a little bit worse defense. Um, if Alabama holds it together, they win a 24-21 game. Yeah. But they ease, just as easily could lose a 33-20 game. Yeah, I, I, I don't... I, because Alabama is Alabama, this game probably means more than I than I think it does. In my head, it probably doesn't. I think Alabama probably gets the win. And this is going to be the only time this year that I say this guy or God, I hope it is. Like this is some this should is like a good old fashioned SEC rivalry that I want to see. Now both these teams are off a little bit as opposed to years prior. Um, I shouldn't say a little bit, quite a bit. Um, off opposed to years prior, but this may be the only SEC game that I, that's happened thus far or that, you know, that will happen that I'm actually excited to watch. And I, it's not necessarily even because of the teams, but I think they're both average enough in their respective ways that it's going to be tight at the end. And, you know, it's it's going to be it'll, it'll, by the, end, the, the time the game ends, we should have the lights on. Um, playing down there in Tuscaloosa should be fun. So this is most of the time. Fuck the SEC and all this. We're the best conference in the in the in the, in the league and yada yada yada. But this is the one time that I'll say if somebody wants to pad their chest and say this is SEC football, I'm okay with it because I am a little excited. Yeah, to watch look, this game. the winner of this game has played the SEC championship game ten of the last twelve seasons. Yeah, yeah. So it's the it's the marker that the rest of that side of the division is is measured upon and it will probably be the same uh this year yeah uh miami travels to nc state miami is a four and a half point favorite it's a it's a nice nc state's coming off of a, a a nice win miami is trying to hold some momentum there it's a seven o'clock game on the acc network probably a good one in that spot when you're flipping back and forth between that and lsu alabama mm-hmm. yeah definitely yeah i'm excited i'm excited to watch this game we could we could very very likely walk out of of this uh, game, and there's two six and three teams, both of them, you know. So, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, and just a, I didn't mention I need to all times or God's time Central Time, <laughs> um, just to just make sure everybody knows. Uh, at the nine o'clock hour, the, the we got we've got two interesting games at the nine and nine thirty stretch out. Um, with a with a kind of a poo pooey game in the middle there, uh, but we got Boise State at Fresno. Fresno's a three point favorite. Huge game in the Mountain West. Huge, just absolutely monster game. Yep. Gotta probably determine who plays Air Force in the conference championship game. Huge game. Fresno's a tight favorite. Boise is maybe better than they looked at the beginning of the year. And UCLA is a three point favorite on the road against Arizona. Another big game. Arizona wins this game. All of a sudden. Season looks nice. Seriously, season looks nice. Seriously, at home. Right, and then also Oregon State's a thirteen and a half point favorite on the road against Colorado. Gosh, now I'm happy we did this because I would have, I would have looked at games later this week and then not gone to this Arizona game, and now I'm going to try to get to this Arizona game. That yeah, 
Yeah, trying to get to it. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah, fun. I think it's a good it's a good close of the day. Two good close of the day games in that Boise State Fresno UCLA Arizona game. Yeah, so. yeah, which is great because those are the, that's the time when it's like ah, I think I'll watch a movie, but I'm gonna power. I'll, I'll at this point in the day I'll I'll be like okay, I just got done with LSU, Alabama, or Miami, NC State. I get to roll into these games this the, the evening. It'll be a nice way just a nice way to to polish off the college football day. Agreed. Agreed. Well, we're really getting into it. Uh, that's our week nine and week tenner. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for coming out. See you guys later.